Hello and welcome to episode 438 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on the feast day of Our Lady of Lords, Saturday, February the 11th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Saturday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain her patronage by St. Alphonsus Liguri. O my most holy mother, I see the graces which thou hast obtained for me, and I see the ingratitude of which I have been guilty towards thee. An ungrateful soul is no longer worthy of favors, but I will not on this account distrust thy mercy, which is greater than my ingratitude. O my great advocate, pity me. Thou dispensest all the graces which God grants to us miserable creatures. And for this purpose, he has made thee so powerful, so rich, and so benign. He has done so, that thou mightest succor us in our miseries. Ah, mother of mercy, leave me not in my poverty. Thou art the advocate of the most miserable and guilty criminals who have recourse to thee. Defend me also who recommend myself to thee. Say not that my cause is too difficult to be gained, for all causes, however desperate, when defended by thee are gained. In thy hands, then, do I place my eternal salvation. To thee do I entrust my soul. It was lost. Thou then, by thy intercession, hast to save it. I wish to be inscribed among thy most devoted servants. Reject me not. Thou seekest the miserable to relieve them. Abandon me not, who am a wretched sinner, and who have recourse to thee. Speak for me. Thy son does all that thou askest him. Take me under thy protection. That is all that I ask. Yes, for if thou protectest me, I fear nothing. I do not fear my sins. For thou wilt obtain me a remedy for the evil they have done me. I do not fear the devils, for thou art more powerful than all hell. I do not even fear Jesus, my judge himself, for by a single prayer of thine he is appeased. I only fear that by my negligence I may cease to recommend myself to thee and thus be lost. It is true that these graces are too great for me, who have not deserved them. But they are not too great for thee, who art so much loved by God. Hence he grants thee all that thou askest. Thou hast only to speak, and he denies thee nothing. Pray then to Jesus for me. Tell him that thou protectest me, and then he is sure to pity me. My mother, in thee do I trust. In this hope I shall live in peace, and in it I wish to die. Live Jesus our love, and Mary our hope. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them. With love for thee, amen. Holy face of Jesus and the veil of Veronica. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times. Blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua sicut in celo et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. 
the Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells, by all God's creatures and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies, for as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. My friends, we are going to take a look at Appendix 1, entitled The Little Gospel of the Circumcision, from the booklet The Revelations of the Holy Face of Jesus by the late John Venari, available for free download at www.fatima.org. You can also get a hard copy for yourself, as I did for $6 from the Fatima Center, and I highly recommend that you do so. Here's the introduction for this initial appendix. What follows is the revelation of our Lord to Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre concerning a little-known sacramental given by heaven that emphasizes the power of the holy name of Jesus. The reader will learn there are special promises attached to the wearing of this sacramental called the little gospel of the circumcision. The text is from The Life of Marie de Saint-Pierre by, by Father P. Javier, excuse me, Jean Vier, a zealous promoter of the work of reparation. The following excerpt starts by recounting a dilemma in the life of Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre, who wanted nothing else than to remain an unknown Carmelite devoted to a life of contemplation, completely cut off from the world. Her superior, however, assigned her as the convent's turn sister, which in a Carmelite house is a kind of doorkeeper who receives outsiders who wish to communicate with the Carmelites, ask their advice and prayers, give donations and other forms of limited communication. The turn sister speaks to outsiders from behind a convent grill. Sister Saint-Pierre's holiness was such that an increasing number of Catholics came to seek her counsel. So edified were they by her words that they continued to return, often bringing friends and family members with them. Here, we turn to the account by Father Jean Vier. The Story of the Little Gospel Marie de Saint-Pierre was here so besieged by persons desirous of receiving consolation or advice that she found it a task to defend herself against their pious importunities and preserve the spirit of recollection. When these good people, she says, saw that the little Breton, simple like themselves, perfectly understood their dialect and their troubles and tried to soothe them by the voice of religion, they went away contented but only to return the sooner, bringing with them neighbors who also saw consolation. Notwithstanding my charity for them, I excused myself from receiving their visits, wishing ever to preserve the spirit of silence enjoined by our holy vocation. Our Lord, seeing all this, gave me a means of satisfying them and furthermore, of alleviating their maladies by inspiring me with the devotion of the gospel of the circumcision. Here is what I conceive of this practice, wearing the gospel of the circumcision from what has been communicated to me. 
The demon uses all possible means to snatch from our Lord Jesus Christ the inheritance purchased by the cross, and he is ever seeking to rob this good shepherd of the lambs obtained at so great a price. To put this ravishing wolf to flight and keep him at a distance from the fold, Jesus has made known to me that he wishes his sheep marked with his holy name by bearing upon their person the gospel, announcing to all nations that the incarnate word was called Jesus. This amiable Savior has acquainted me with the virtue of his sacred name, that it would drive away the demon, and that all thus placing themselves under its especial protection would receive great graces. He also told me to put at the end of the still gospel some words recalling his victory over Satan when taking, for love of us, the name of Jesus. The devotion at once received the approbation of my superiors. Later, their charity induced them to have copies of the gospel of the circumcision printed. This printed sheet, containing likewise the initials of his adorable name and a picture of the holy infant Jesus, folded and enclosed in a little square case marked upon the outside with the cross and the sacred heart, was to be worn on the person in the same way as a medal. This practice received also the approbation of a vicar general as being in perfect conformity to the spirit of the church. For we learn from its early history that the first Christians were in the habit of wearing the Holy Gospel about them. Our Lord made known to me that these objects of piety must not be sold, but given away in his name, so as to be within reach of all the faithful. That he asked this alms of the community for his greater glory, and that he would recompense their charity herein by lending his aid to the necessities of our house. Our worthy superiors gave me the means of satisfying this desire of the infant Jesus. Very soon, numbers wore this gospel with devotion, and the holy child Jesus did not fail to recompense their piety by his special graces. I was kept busy preparing these little gospels, and though I worked most assiduously thereat, I found myself unable to satisfy the demand for them. Our dear sisters now offered to help me. I was enchanted with the new employment, all to the profit and glory of the holy child. I prepared a beautiful little gospel for him and hung it around the neck of his statue. He had told me not to sell these objects, but as many rich persons wished to make some return for them, I put a purse in the hands of my little king. And we would say to these individuals, give your offerings to Jesus. They will help buy him swaddling clothes. These alms, this adorable child, repaid a hundredfold by the signal graces he granted the souls of the donors. He collected in his little purse quite a large sum. Then our Reverend Mother purchased swaddling clothes for Jesus, that is, linen for corporals. The community prepared them for us, and they were presented with great ceremony to the Holy Child, on his feast of the Most Blessed Sacrament, and during the octave of Corpus Christi, distributed among the poor parishes of the Archdiocese. Part of this money was also spent upon a trousseau for the poor little newborn babe. It's my understanding that these are uh, clothes of some sort in whose poverty we behold that of the infant Jesus at his birth. The good sister also tells us that our Lord asked of the community as an alms the widespread distribution of these gospels, and that the following words be inscribed at the end of the sheet. When Jesus was named, then was Satan disarmed. He made me understand, says she, with what glory it covers him to celebrate his victory in these words, for they caused the demon to tremble with rage that he will bless all who wear this gospel and will defend them against the attacks of Satan. The Savior afterwards told her that as the graces attached to this devotion were derived from his sacred heart, the little case containing the gospel 
should bear on this outside the image of that sacred heart and also the instruments of his passion, just as a seal is affixed upon a reliquary in testimony of the authenticity of its enclosed relics. In honor of the five letters forming the name of Jesus and through the virtue of his five wounds, he promises to grant those who embrace this devotion five especial graces. Firstly, preservation from lightning. Secondly, grace to escape the snares and malice of the demon. Thirdly, that he will preserve them from a sudden or unprovided death. Fourthly, he will facilitate their progress in the paths of virtue and piety. Fifthly, he will grant them final perseverance. As this last favor seemed to the pious Carmelite very exceptional, she was reassured by the following words of Holy Scripture, which immediately suggested themselves. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It was not enjoined that these little gospels be given any especial or formal blessing, except that imparted, imparted by the addition of a piece of palm, blessed on Palm Sunday, in memory of the triumphant entry of the Savior into the city of Jerusalem. When I was seeking means to defray these expenses, says she, this refers to the early days of the devotion, our Lord commanded me to address myself to his servant, Mr. DuPont, telling him that the infant Jesus asked this charity of him as the tithe of the possessions he had given him. Also, that it would be an offering very agreeable to him. Lord, wilt thou not promise him some favor in return, or at least some graces for his family, said I. Our Lord answered, his ardent, generous love will prompt him promises by way of inducement in return for which disinterested love, I will the more bounteously recompense him in heaven. For yourself, do you deliver my message as my little servant? Fear not to ask this for me, and your merit will be the same as though you did the work. We can well understand the eagerness with which Mr. DuPont responded to her appeal. In this, as in all his other works of charity and piety, already so well known in the city of Tours, proving himself worthy of the praise our Lord had been pleased to bestow upon his generous love and worthy also of the pious regard the good sister entertained for him and his family. We read in his life that this fervent layman, with the candor and simplicity characteristic of his faith, willingly associated himself to the cherished devotions of the Carmelite Virgin especially this, whose end was to extend the honor of the holy infant Jesus. Before the printing of the sheets, he made numberless copies of her little gospel with his own hand and was very zealous in circulating them among the faithful, deeming himself happy in doing so, and fully recompensed by the prayers Sister Saint-Pierre promised him for his daughter, Hurrieta, then on the eve of making her first communion. On the feast of the Most Blessed Trinity, the Savior communicated himself anew to his servant and urged her to propagate this devotion. The following, says she, are the words, or very nearly the words, our Lord made me hear. My daughter, do not be afflicted. If the labor of preparing these little gospels interferes with your enjoying my presence as you would wish, it is far better to sacrifice consolations to this which prevents my being offended. I designed to save souls by this devotion it has already prevented several sins. Graces, cures, and conversions. Marvelous graces of all kinds soon attested the divine origin of this humble and well-grounded devotion. 
we transcribe literally the following facts, which Sister Saint-Pierre has carefully registered. At a time conscripts were being drawn for the army, several young men yielding to the solicitations of their anxious mothers, whose main support they were, consented to wear the little gospels with the intention of escaping conscription, and their names were not drawn. A young person, who was a source of great grief to her good parents by reason of her terrible fits of passion, in which she would treat them most abusively, was induced to wear the little gospel. The mere act was sufficient to banish the demon and bring her to a knowledge of her misconduct, for she soon asked pardon of her parents and approached the sacraments. A hardened sinner, who in his last hours had stubbornly refused to receive the consolations of religion, was converted through the medium of the little gospel. His worthy pastor, disconsolate at seeing this lamb of his fold about to become the prey of the infernal wolf, wolf caused the little gospel to be placed at the foot of the crying man's bed. He was immediately touched by grace, asked for the sacraments, and died in the most edifying dispositions. Another, who for many years had not attended to his religious duties, was likewise converted by wearing the little gospel and reciting his prayers attached thereto. From the moment he put it on, grace began to urge his return to God. For several months, he resisted the inspiration, but finally, yielding to the virtue of the holy name of Jesus, he threw himself at the feet of a confessor, and his perfect conversion has filled with joy those who sorrowed over his past misconduct. Diverse persons have experienced in their maladies and corporal infirmities the marvelous effects of this salutary devotion. A little girl was in the last extremity from a violent attack of fever, every symptom betokening approaching dissolution. Her uncle hanged the little gospel around her neck. For nine days, the prayers attached to it were recited, and the child was entirely cured. A lady, for seven years, had been suffering from an ulcer in the throat, which at times prevented her taking any nourishment and scarcely allowed her to receive Holy Communion. Numerous remedies have been administered, but without success. Having put on the little gospel, her cure was so sudden as to astonish those who had been treating her, and she was constrained to make known to them the divine remedy to which she had recourse. Numbers of pregnant women have been delivered almost miraculously by the aid of the little gospel. It is especially in their regard the most numerous of these extraordinary favors have been wrought. A little girl to whom we had given a gospel of the holy name of Jesus, had a severe fall. And on being raised from the ground, she was unable to move a limb. Her disconsolate parents, fearing her back was broken, were about to send for a physician when the little child cried out, Do not go for the doctor, but give me my little relic. The good Jesus can cure me. The gospel was put around her neck. She immediately ceased crying and went to sleep, slept soundly, and awoke perfectly restored. The faith of this child was recompensed, and all who, like her, believe will likewise be rewarded. Even missionaries in foreign lands have won these Gospels of the Holy Name of Jesus. I will cite in conclusion the conversion of a great sinner. On December 26, 1845, a person in great anguish came to the convent to recommend to our prayers a man at the point of death. You cannot approach him on the subject of religion, said she, or mention the sacraments to him, for he is like a madman. We gave her a little gospel to be hanged around his neck and printed sheet containing the prayers in honor of the holy name of Jesus. Full of faith and zeal, this good lady having learned that two men 
were to watch beside the dying man beg them to steal their opportunity to put the little gospel around his neck and also to recite the prayers she gave them. They promised her to do so and were faithful to their word. The dying man suddenly appeared very much changed and quite calm. Seeing this, they proposed to send for a priest to which he consented. He made his confession, received the Holy Viaticum, and died the death of a Christian. Furious at beholding his prey escape, Satan determined to be revenged and turned his rage against me. God alone knows what I suffered at the moment of that man's death. For two hours, I seemed surrounded by a legion of demons. I was as if possessed. It seemed to me I heard their horrible voices tempting me by the most seductive devices. The assaults of these infernal spirits were of the most violent kind. Never before had I endured such a combat. But the divine spouse of my soul strengthened me by his power and rendered me victorious. I threw myself at the feet of our Reverend Mother, who was frightened on beholding my pallid face, and I made known to her the anguish of my poor heart. She had the charity to console me, and immediately on receiving her blessing, I was delivered from these terrible assaults and passed the night in the peace of the Lord. Similar prodigies have taken place in our day. We will cite but one example which happened not long ago at Tours. A certain public character of another country who had not only neglected the duties of his religion for his fellow men, for his fellow men, was attacked by a mortal disease. And such of his friends as felt interested in his eternal salvation, behold, with anguish, that he strenuously held himself aloof from anything like religion and refused or evaded all conversation on this subject. At last, a lady, after vainly endeavoring to turn his thoughts to God and induce him to do something for his poor soul, adroitly slipped a little gospel under his pillow as she was about to leave the room. She had scarcely reached the door of the chamber when the sick man calling her said, Send me a priest. I do not wish to appear before a God without settling my accounts. From that moment, he was thoroughly changed and seemed to think of nothing save the care of his immortal soul and the atoning for his misspent time by the sincerity and publicity of his repentance. It was thus our Lord sustained his servant by affording her occasions of making a trial, a preparatory exercise, as it were, of what was to be more fully accomplished through the great work of the reparation. By the little gospel, he glorified his own name, the blessed name of Jesus. He cured the sick and converted sinners. The power of our Lord, my friends, so ends the uh, appendix. There's also a note here that says to learn how to obtain the little gospel sacramental, contact the Fatima Center. The address is on page two. I have the address here, the Fatima Center in the USA. It's P.O. Box 1470, Buffalo, New York, 14240. In Canada, it's P.O. Box 602, Fort Erie, Ontario, L2A5X3. Their toll-free number is 1-800-263-8160 or 1905-871-76071. Once again, the address on the web is www.fatima.org. You can also email them info at fatima.org. That's info at fatima.org. And let us pray for help and for healing now for non-speakers and their family members. 
I will mention the website Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach located on the web at halo-soma.org and also episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast in which I interview my sister and my wonderful niece about RPM. That is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Just as Braille was a revolutionary breakthrough for the blind in terms of their ability to read and sign language, obviously a magnificent breakthrough for the deaf and their ability to communicate. RPM has done the same thing for non-speakers. So we want to get the word out there far and wide. Once again, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org and episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast because communication is a human right. Prayer for healing. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael, Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. Prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Hail Joseph the Just, wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum lieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis. Sancti Yosef, teradaimonem, ora pro nobis. Sancta Raphael Archangeli, or pronobis. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 438 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye and God love you.